Castaway with Vince and Joe Vitale and hosted by Michael Davis. Vince and Joe Vitale are currently leading the Zacharias Institute. Both hold doctorates from the University of Oxford, Vince in philosophy, and Joe in women in the Old Testament. In a world that increasingly sees the Christian faith is irrational and irrelevant, it is more important than ever for believers to be prepared to give a defense for the faith. Ask Away is brought to you by Robbie Zacharias International Ministries. It's time to ask away. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ask Away with Vincent Joe Vitale. I am your host, Michael Davis. The primary citizenship of a Christian is never a nation or kingdom ruled by human beings. Rather, our ultimate loyalty is to the kingdom of God. That said, politics seems ingrained in the consciousness of almost everyone. And to some, politics has become their meaning and devotion to their political party is complete to the point of religious zealotry. Complicating the issues further is that many believe that they are on the side of the angels and that those who oppose their political positions are on the side of the devils. Why are humans so consumed with politics? Should Christians even engage in political discourse? But before we get started, Vince, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the Understanding and Answering Islam event happening at the RZIM Institute on January the 18th? Yes, please join us. Uh, January 18th, we'll be here in Atlanta at the Zacharias Institute uh, for our annual Understanding and Answering Islam uh, conference. But if you can't make it down here as well, you can also join us uh, via live stream, as you can almost all of the things that we do down here. We're excited about this year. We're going to be digging specifically into thinking about the Quran, uh, thinking about how uh, it was originally formed, uh, whether or not it was uh, passed on in a reliable way, whether it's a reliable text today and in what senses, and depending on your answers to those questions, what impact does it have for the overall way of thinking that is Islam? And then how should we think about our own Christian faith uh, in light of some of the questions that we're raising about uh, another faith as well? It's going to be a deep conference. It's also going to be highly practical, and we really have a team of experts coming uh, to talk about these things and engage with your questions. So I hope you'll be able to join us. Excellent. All you have to do is go to rzim.org forward slash events and you will be able to see it there. Okay, let's get to our question from Tom. I've noticed strong feelings and opinions towards politicians and politics. I've heard one professor say that Aristotle said that we are all political. Is there something in humans that make us feel so strongly about politics? I think it's well said, Tom, and my initial inclination is to say yes. You know, there's this sense deep down that we know something is wrong. Uh, with the world. And oftentimes today, at least, I think we go looking for a battle, yeah. you know, in one form or another, whether it's a superhero movie or it's our obsession with MMA on TV yeah. or it's left and right politics. You know, we go looking for a battle and we can sometimes be just overly negative about that. And there are some ways that we do want to ask some tough questions of ourselves with respect to the way we go looking for a battle. But there's also something positive about that as well. I mean, maybe we're connecting with an existential truth as well, that there is a battle going on and that we are supposed to be involved in it in some way. It's just actually it's a different battle and it's a bigger battle. It's a spiritual transcendent battle between love and hate, which is at the very center of the universe. And sometimes I think our inclination to get involved in these smaller battles is because we're we're grasping at uh, the invitation of God to participate in the even bigger battle that he's already won, um, but that he's offering for us to come alongside him in as that all gets worked out. 
Mm. And I, I think actually Aristotle was onto something here. So the quote from him is, man is by nature a political animal. And, and he makes that statement on the basis of both our power of speech and our ability to reason morally. So in essence, the idea being that, you know, we are, we are by nature sociable creatures. We're always looking to form connections with each other, but also we have an ability to reason morally, uh, which enables us to therefore create laws to structure a society, a community, um, which then, you know, leads us ultimately into politics. So in that sense, um, we are all political. And I think that coheres with, you know, the message of the Bible as well, that, um, you know, we're made for relationship. We're made for relationship with God and relationship with one another. And as soon as you get outside the family structure, it's it's getting big enough that it's going to wind up being some kind of political entity. And of course, we believe that God has put a moral law in our hearts, which is why we, you know, we desire to... um, to form uh, form laws, uh, obviously initially, uh, you know, in the Bible we believe that God has given us those laws, but now we're all going about forming our own within whatever society or structure that um, that you exist within. So um, I think it makes sense to say that we're all political creatures to some degree. Now, how you define politics, you know, some say, well, politics is the art or science of government is the first definition you'll come across on Merriam-Webster dictionary. But this definition, a few lines down, I found really helpful, which says that politics refers to the total complex of relations between people living in society. And I think on that kind of nuts and bolts level, that's really what it is. You know, we can talk about politics as if it's just something that happens in, you know, in your nation's capital. But actually, uh, it's it's so much more than that. It's the ways that we relate to one another every single day. And, you know, politics comes all the way down to the local level, you know, to what's going on in your neighbourhood. So in that sense, we are all politically motivated and involved. Yeah, I guess at that most base level, uh, you only begin to govern when you say it's not all about me yeah you know when it when it's just a law of nature and you don't care about anyone else and it's just me trying to get mine then there is there's no government that takes place so at least on that base level that step into politics into government in that kind of fundamental sense seems to be when we as a people begin to say in some way i need you and you need me mm-hmm. and What's important is not only my welfare, but your welfare as well. Of course, Jesus then raises that bar so high due to others as you would have them do um, to yourself. Such a challenging, challenging uh, command. But I think that's some of what's at the foundation of the idea of government uh, and politics. And maybe another way to think about it is it's when we begin to value justice and fairness Mm -hmm. for people. I think that's always a great starting point between the connection between politics and faith, because so often our political discussions are about what is just or what is fair great conversation. I don't think the conversation makes sense if you take God out of the picture. I think the only reason we have a foundation for justice or for fairness is because each person is equally valuable. And you've heard me say it before, if a person's equally valuable as everyone else, there's got to be something that's equally true about every person. I only think God can answer that question. Every single one of us has the image of God in us because God has created each one of us and bestowed that on us. And that seems to me that it has to be the starting point for discussions of fairness and justice, which are, I think, at the heart of politics. But but interestingly, I, I looked at the etymology of politics and political, and I found it really interesting that uh, the definition of political from the mid-15th century uh, had the uh, sense of prudent or judicious. So it was getting at that idea of justice. But then from 1749, it says taking sides in party politics 
usually used pejoratively. Mm. So I thought that was really interesting. Even in terms of the historical trajectory of the term, it started in that place of justice and prudence. But a couple hundred years later, the primary way it was being used was to talk about party politics and usually being used in a pejorative way. And isn't that exactly where we have gone in society? I think one of the questions a lot of Christians have, at least when I've talked to them regarding politics, is just the, the nastiness in which, uh, especially politics in, in, in the United States, but all over the world has gotten. So can you guys maybe expand a little bit on that? Yeah, it's hard to live with, isn't it? I think what you often see as a result of that is often the temptation is to run away and hide. (laughs) I think think so many of us, you reach a point where you're like, oh, I don't think I can read another depressing news story. And even worse, I don't know who to believe because, you know, everyone's accusing everyone else of fake news. And depending which outlet I'm watching, they're saying completely different things. And how am I supposed to piece any of this together? And I think people genuinely feel such a sense of frustration that they kind of want to bury their head in the sand and say, let's just hide away for a couple of generations generations then reemerge <laughs> after everyone else has just fought each other and um, you know th- I think that can be a strong temptation uh, because it's so nasty yeah. and I think what we struggle with is we don't know how to engage with it without getting sucked in almost you know how, when it's so vicious how do you step into that in a way that's actually going to be helpful mm. and loving you know because i think we are called as christians into politics and um, because i think the christian gospel the the gospel of good news if it's good news and it's holistic good news it's good news for the world it has implications for every mm. level of society and therefore part of that is it has implications for the political arena as well and i don't think we can separate these things out and say oh as christians we're just to preach the gospel and focus on that and not worry about what everyone else is doing. I think that is in direct contradiction with Jesus' call to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. You know, and that might take many different forms, but one of the forms I think that takes is is to love people through doing good politics, the kind of politics that help bless the most people because you are caring for the least of these. You are showing concern, you know, for the widow and the orphan and and those who don't have. you know, how else do you set up a, a society that's structured in a loving way so that the poor are cared for and we have yeah. concern for them, you know, unless um, we involve ourselves in political structures? I think there isn't a way around it. Um, but the question is, how do we engage as Christians in a way that's actually effective and a blessing um, rather than getting sucked into these, this nasty kind of tribalism? And in an odd way, you know, to see the glass as a, at least partly uh, full. Oh, boo. <laughs> I, 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 it's an incredible opportunity yeah. mm-hmm. as a Christian in today's political climate to model disagreement, mm-hmm. like to model loving disagreement. So what an opportunity to step into that. And and I always feel like that is the heart of the gospel, yeah. right? Like you think about while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, while we were still sinners, while we still disagreed with God and fought against him, while we were at odds with how he thought the world should be governed, while we were in different political parties than God, (laughs) he died for us. And uh, that's unbelievable to have that sort of love towards the people who disagree with you and are actively rebelling against the way that you are trying to govern the world. That is so Mm -hmm. countercultural right now. And if we could have something of that love, even towards the people that we disagree with, even across political lines, I just think that would stand out and be set apart in such a significant way that people would have to say that that's not from this world. There's, There's something different there. 
I think that's so good. I also think there's a challenge here for us as Christians, because I think it's very easy in the culture that we live in to get sucked into a mindset that says, actually, first and foremost, my identity is in my political position, my political views. But that really hits up against the fact that there are Christians, your Christian family, your brothers and sisters, in other political parties. It's not the case that all Christians are lumped together with one viewpoint in one party. Oh, wait, <laughs> and, what? So, you know, what does that mean then when we talk about people outside of our political views, if they're oh, the right. enemy, actually, you're talking about fellow believers in many instances. And so what does that mean for us? Because our identity, first and foremost, is not in how we identify politically, but actually it's that we're in Christ. And the people who we have loyalty, first and foremost, are those in the body of Christ with us. So how should that also affect the way that we engage in politics? So I think the temptation can be to say, well, if you think differently from me politically, then you're so wrong that that you can't even be a real Christian. (laughs) And that's very dangerous thinking, I think. And so, you know, I think our first point has to be, hey, like I'm, I'm defined by Christ. He is my head. He is my ultimate authority. My allegiance comes to him first and foremost. He needs to be the one that defines my mindset. Um, and the way that I approach politics in the first place. But then, as Vince is saying, when I come across people who disagree with me politically, how can I love them well? And I think part of this comes down to, you know, we often talk in this ministry about looking for the questioner behind the question. I think when it comes to politics, we need to look for the people behind the politics. Because yeah. I think as long as we're dealing in you know, ideas and policies, um, it's very easy to, to get very angry and almost to demonize other people. But when you recognize, hey, even if I fundamentally disagree on the good we're working towards and how we should achieve that good, most people step into politics, as Vince has been saying, because fundamentally there's a desire for justice. There's actually yeah. a desire to make the world a better place. It's just we may have different visions of what that is, but can we at least recognize that starting point that there's a good motivation, yeah. even if you know we're coming at it from different positions and we disagree on what the outcome should be? That can really help us to see people not as enemies, but as actually human beings desiring to do good in the world, even if we might need to have some conversation about what that should look like in order to, to to come to agreement. Yeah. So Vince, I mean, I think you've made a very valid and very convincing case that we should engage in politics. But what do you tell to a Christian who says, listen, I don't see any of the parties that actually align with my Christian worldview. There's parts of them that I just can't align with. How do I engage as a Christian and engage in politics when I just don't like the people who I have to vote for? Yeah, no, it's a it's a great question and, and one that many people are wrestling with at the moment. And there are serious issues at stake. We, we did an episode on abortion here on Ask Away, yeah. you know, not long ago at all. There are really serious issues at stake in multiple directions, uh, and it's not easy often to make that decision. I think that um, you need to vote based on your conscience, you know, and you need to vote in a thoughtful way, to be involved in the political process in a way which is thoughtful. That could mean at times saying, you know what, I'm going to write in someone who yeah. I would like to have in that position, and I'm going to trust that God and his sovereignty can 
make use of my vote in some way that he knows I'm trying to do the best I can in this situation. Other people would say, no, that's throwing your vote away, you know? Yeah. And in fact, you have to choose, but because you're saying I'm looking at two options and one I think is better for individuals, better for real people, and I'm caring for them. I think that's the main thing. I think that at some point you do need to be led by God, specifically mm. in the personal choice you're going to make by your conscience. You can't do that unless you've been significantly prayerful about it, significantly thoughtful about it, and actually have engaged with other people, including people who disagree with you, so that it's among a council of wisdom and a council of perspectives that you make your decision. Mm. And I think it's also helpful to recognize, just as you may have trouble figuring out which way to vote at times in different seasons. Yeah. Um, other people are going to have that same struggle too. So don't, we just need to be careful. We don't talk about things as black and white as if we went through this really hard discerning choice, but someone who chose to vote differently um, did it on the basis because they just don't care about this or that, you know, that yeah. they've gone through that same struggle probably. A lot of us are struggling in the same way. I, but I think that that's encouraging to me because with so many people who are trying to wrestle this through and thinking, but I care deeply about this issue, but I care deeply about that issue, and they don't seem to come together at this point, that's something we can change. You know, so that's the level at which you can be political and you can get involved in politics, you know, at the grassroots level, looking at the long term, how do I um, get involved in the world and bless culture in such a way where I can help in my corner, whatever influence I have, whatever area I'm in, that at least I can, um, you know, speak about these things in helpful ways. Maybe there are um, um, you know, different projects and programs that you can get involved in. Maybe it means sitting down and forming groups of people who disagree with you politically and just sitting around and saying, hey, can we just have discussions about these things? Can we take the heat off and yeah. just um, find ways? I want to know why you voted that way. Can we sit down and have a conversation about it? I think we often have such knee-jerk reactions without even attempting to understand why someone might have made the decision that they made or voted the way that they voted. Just so many assumptions are smuggled in um, to, to what we think about people. I also think there's hope for us because how many times in history have Christians seemed to be in impossible political situations <laughs> of unbelievable right. oppression where it looked like nothing could ever change in the culture. And then you look at the unbelievable history of the difference that Christianity has made, whether it's outlawing exposure and infanticide in, you know, in Roman culture to ending gladiatorial games to you know, um, stepping into cultures and ending things like human sacrifice or bride burning. And then you look at the incredible abolitionist movement and the involvement of Christians in that. And then you look at many of the things that we value today that we don't even think about the fact they're founded on Christian principles, biblical principles like human rights, democracy, so many of the things that we are blessed by today that people are now turning into a secular um, uh, culture, but but their roots, the, the values behind them, the equality behind them, the valuing of the, the human person came because of the influence of Christianity. So a very, very minority, tiny little group of Christians in one corner of the world changed the entire world. So when you look at the number of Christians in the world today, I just feel very hopeful about what yeah. could, God can do with us if we're willing to be those lights shining. And I love what it says in Jeremiah 29 verse 7, seek the welfare of the city where I've sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its welfare you will find your welfare and often as Christians we we kind of are in exile aren't we you know our citizenship is in heaven we don't quite fit in this world but we're called to seek the welfare of the city the community the people the individuals on whatever level local to national that you want to get involved and you feel like God is calling you to serve we can seek the welfare of others Mm -hmm. because God calls us to and we pray to God to make that difference um, because actually in you know we will 
find our own welfare within the welfare of others within the communities that we build. Yeah. Well, guys, we are out of time. Vince, sum it up for us. Well, there's so many interesting thoughts that have, have flown around, but uh, I would say ultimately the primary way as a Christian and probably the most impactful way that I will be able to be involved in politics is because I'm a part of forming the people who will vote not in 2020, but in 2060, Yeah. right? I'm raising a child, I'm engaging with people, and first and foremost, I'm trying to be faithful to the Great Commission. And ultimately, uh, Jesus' Great Commission was not for us to try to uh, bring about some sort of political rebellion, but it was to make disciples of all nations. And so I want to take seriously an election coming in 2020 uh, and be faithful and prayerful and deliberate about that. But I also want to be thinking much further ahead than that and be thinking, am I part of the process of seeing God come to transform hearts and transform lives such that the people that I want to be voting yeah. in 40 years are the ones who are voting then. Right. And then I want to look even further than that to see that all of this is just a glimpse toward the ultimate kingdom which God has in store. Amen. Vince, Joe, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you all for listening, and we will catch you guys next time. To find out more about our ministry or to donate, visit our website at rzim.org. If you're listening in Canada, that website is rzim.ca.